Road. We're your hosts, Ricky and Alyssa. We're here to share the success stories of people who took the opportunity to join the trades and how these opportunities can be achieved by anyone looking for success. Our work may be seasonal, but our stories don't have to be. Become your own success story. Hello, boujou everyone. This is Joel, co-host of Middle of the Res Road. Welcome to our podcast. I'm here with our as always with our guests, um, co-host, I should say, um, Ricky and Alyssa. And today in the podcast booth, we have Jacob. Hi, Jacob. How's it going? Good. How are you guys? Happy to be here. We're good. We're good. It's early. Just getting the day going. What do you guys, what did you do for Valentine's Day? What did I do? I went to Red Lobster. It was a rainy one this Valentine's Day. It really was. You know, I, I, I slid right down in the Red Lobster. So that was a <laughs> that was a fun, exciting day. And uh, Which is weird for February rain. That's what I thought. And then yeah. I woke up and there's snow on the ground. <laughs> I was like, what's going on here? Is it, am I in Minnesota still? <laughs> and then I hear it was rain, uh, snowing in Vegas. Oh, snowing really? in Las Vegas. Yeah. That. So. Like, uh, that's a big change, you know. Maybe we'll get the nice weather up here and they can have the snow. <laughs> yeah. That, Wasn't it just flooding? I, I'm not going to fight with that. <laughs> Wasn't it flooding in Vegas this summer, too? Or, like, this fall? I, yeah, some at some point it was. Yeah. Like, well, like the strip was and, flooded. And it's a desert. They need the rain. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose, yeah. What'd you do, Jake? So I kept a 15-year tradition alive with my wife. We always go to Italian pie shop in uh, Egan or St. Paul. It's a pizza place. We've been doing that uh, since we first started dating on Valentine's Day. So got their pizza and brought it home and ate with the kids. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, so you have kids with this woman. I do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We've got a son and a daughter. Nice. Yeah. Oh, oh. That, that's got to be a, a lot of work. Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. Yeah. She uh, She's able to stay home with the kids, so it's good. They're uh, they're always at home when I when I leave and get back. So, it's uh, yeah, it's good. I love it. Really enjoy it. Yeah, like... Um, well, we just wanted to talk to you today a little bit, Jacob, just about what you do for uh, work. Sure, yeah, I can get right into it. Um, I'm an attorney for Enbridge in-house counsel for them, and I mainly support our travel engagement team out of Edina, Minnesota. Uh, most of our travel engagement team here in the U.S. is located out of Duluth, so I'm up here quite a bit. Um, prior to joining Enbridge, I worked for three years for the League of Minnesota Cities in St. Paul. Um, Essentially, they're the insurance trust for 800, and I think it's close to 40 cities now um, within Minnesota. So I was there for three years right after uh, right after I got out of law school. So I've been an attorney going on about five years now. Where'd you go to law school at? Went to Mitchell Hamlin in uh, in St. Paul, and actually started at Hamlin University and the uh, Hamlin and William Mitchell College of Law. They uh, they combined while I was in law school, so went through the merger and graduated from Mitchell Hammond. How much that cost you? <laughs> <laughs> Too much. Too much. Still paying for it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I will be for a while. So. How long is law school again? Law school is three years. Three? Yep. I don't know why I thought it was like five. Yeah, no, it's uh, yeah, a three-year program. 
It, um, for me, it'd probably be five. Yeah, yeah. You know? me too. Like, six yeah, for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll take minimal credits, please. <laughs> yeah, I mean they've got uh, so they've got a night school option too, and that take I think that adds on another year if you go to night school. But oh, okay, yeah. So I wanted to touch down a little bit on your um, your cultural history, um, like where you're from, and you know, like uh, your maybe maybe a little bit of your own culture and how what you believe in. Sure, sure. So I'm a descendant of White Earth Nation. Uh, my grandfather, he was born and raised on the res. I actually started the Twin Cities Tribal Council back in the, I think it was the 50s. He was the president of that for 17 years. Um, and that turned into the Minnesota, I forget what the name is now, but it's a, what he started was a predecessor to that. Um, so our family, they've been you know heavily involved in, in, uh, in tribal politics and just various tribal issues throughout the years. My uncle... David Glass, he works for the BIA currently, um, and I spent my uh, my formative years coming up to or going up to Shooting Star on the White Earth Reservation for our family reunions. Um, and in my position here with with Enbridge, um, it's been nice to be able to kind of reconnect with that uh, with that heritage, being able to get out to White Earth more frequently and meet with different uh, tribal nations here in Minnesota. Really, kind of brought me back to uh, to my roots, I guess within. Uh, with that tribal uh, tribal heritage, it's been good. Yes. Did you grow up there at all? I did not grow up. Okay. On uh, in Monoman at all? No. Nope. Uh, my grandpa, like I said, he was born and raised. I think. I assume he moved off the res when he went to World War II, um, and then he moved to St. Paul, and that's where my my father and aunts and uncles grew up. Mm-hmm. And then uh, yeah, I was born and raised in Maplewood, and now live in Woodbury. It's ten minutes from my parents' house. I didn't I didn't move far. Oh, okay. Uh, so being of white earth descent, do you get any like backlash, I guess, for working with Enbridge at all? Sure. I mean, not really backlash um, or like crit- criticizing. Yeah. Or- yeah. I mean, there there's certain instances with different organizations where when I first joined Enbridge, for example, I wasn't able to make a donation to an organization I'd been a part of, tribal organization I had been part of for 10, 15 years because of essentially the stigma surrounding the Enbridge name at the time. Yeah. Um, so I faced some backlash like that. Luckily, that organization got over it um, and able to kind of rejoin that and um, attend various events now without uh, without feeling like an outsider, like I did right when I joined Enbridge. But um, I think that's the biggest backlash um, that I've personally felt. Yeah, because... Uh, I, I feel like Enbridge is very tribally engaging. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That word. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like I guess my dad's an attorney here in, uh, in Minnesota and he works for a utility company and I know they do not have anything close to the tribal engagement department as Enbridge does. Um, it's a, uh, it's a concerted effort on behalf of Enbridge as a company to engage with these tribal nations and, I'm happy to be a part of it. I'm excited to be a part of it. And like I said, it's brought me closer to my uh, Native American heritage for sure. Well, I feel like that's something that's also unique in its own way because not a lot of corporations that operate within the res have a tribal engagement team or I guess tribal issues into consideration when operating within the res. So I think it's like really cool how you guys have your own like di- I would say division within Enbridge. It's kind of cool. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think it's, I 
feel it's definitely beneficial for Enbridge as a whole. And I think it could be a model used within the industry as a whole mm -hmm. uh, moving forward. I think we're doing things the right way in our, um, in our reach out to tribal nations and our concerted efforts to s sit down at a table and discuss various issues that come up, not just go ahead with these projects without any consultation with the tribes. I think that's the biggest thing and the biggest takeaway um, that I see, just the appreciation that these tribal leaders share, I guess, when we actually come to the table, sit down and have meaning, meaningful conversations with them as we develop these various projects that, uh, that cross their sovereign land. Right. I know that part of your job would be educating, right? Educating Absolutely. about um, various various uh, things that are going to be happening through the res, correct? Sure, yep. And um, how do you guys go about that? Yeah, so I'm assuming you're talking project-specific. Yes. Yeah, there's a project within reservation boundaries. Um, I think the first thing, well, I know the first thing is it, it's a uh, it's a reach out to the tribe. I mean, they're going to be not only a regulator, but they're going to be a partner in anything that crosses the reservation. Um, so, I mean, that's the first approach is to just get the right people in the room from both sides um, to discuss the, the project that's being proposed or if it's a integrity day where we've already got a project in the area, we're going out to check on something. It's always the first, the first contact is reaching out to the tribe to make them aware of what's happening. And I think that's important. Um, it, uh, it can head off a bunch of issues after the fact, if, if you don't do it. Um, and just the respect factor, I think is, is huge making that initial contact to the tribe directly. Um, that's how I approach those. And that's kind of the direction that Enbridge as a whole, our tribal engagement team as a whole, has directed our internal uh, internal folks as well. Do you ever do you ever like go out on the field at all, or do you are you mostly like office work? And no, yeah, I try and get out in the field <laughs> as much as I can. <laughs> um, I think it's important to be in the room and to put a face to the name. Yeah, um, like I said, I met with a tribal nation here on Monday and traveled up from the cities. It was an hour, two hour long meeting, but I felt it was important to be in the room and. Uh, have that face-to-face -face discussions because I, I think there's a lot of benefit to that. Um, so, yeah, I try and get out, out in the field as much as I can. So I kind of wanted to go back to kind of like the start of your, when you were in college. Did you yep. receive any scholarships or anything from like White Earth or anything like that? I don't think I received anything from White Earth. Um, <clears throat> I received the Minnesota American Indian Bar Association, received their scholarships in uh, law school, um, the National... American Indian Bar Association, I got their scholarship. A few other indigenous scholarships through Hamlin and Mitchell Hamlin as well. Um, that's law school specific. For undergrad, I don't know if I got any you know, tribal or Native American related scholarships. I may have. Um, but I was a part of the, uh, I think it was Lee Carr at that time at University of Minnesota Duluth was the, uh, the tribal or the Indian student liaison um, so I was a part of that group but yeah, it was definitely beneficial to be uh, native going to law school to get uh, be able to access these the scholarship money yeah and there's a ton of scholarships out there there for is for sure Native Americans yeah and I think it, when I was in law school at Hamlin when I started I was one of two Native Americans to start uh, my 1L year um, as a law student so it was uh we're definitely in the the minority there <laughs> are you pushing your daughter to go to college um, I'm letting her make her own choice. She's actually doing really good. She's, um, she's actually, you know, just finished her license, you know, her, um, 
permit for the in-class thing. And she, she got herself there a lot of the time, you know. So, and she gets herself to school when I'm not in town. And, like, when I'm working, she gets up and does it all herself. So she's really adulting. and Nice. You know, that's all she needs is money. <laughs> that's what you're there that's, for. And that's it. <laughs> she always, uh, that's all she really asks for is money. So I, I'm just happy to be able to provide for, for that and make her life a little better. Yeah. And, um, you know, like I, I, I heard Jacob talking about, you know, like being out in the field, you know, like his answer to being out in the field. And, and that's where, that's where I came from. You know, I came from out in the field and I see a lot of the things that happen out there and, and I got to meet a lot of really, really good people out there, you know, and um, I know there's a little bit of a stigma, you know, out there, you know, like with uh, some of the stuff that's happened in the past and stuff like that. And, and you know, it just made me feel good that, um, you know, that I could be the ears and the eyes out there, you know, to, to protect, um, you know, like not only my my right as an Indigenous man, but to protect you know even even women and stuff like that out there and you know and i've made very very good friends out on out in the field actually you know like ah, your sister's one of them (laughs) 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 Alyssa's sister's one of them so um you know and and i just you know like i think uh, that you know enbridge does do a very good job at, at keeping people safe and and making people aware of what's going on and how things are being done and you know like um i i wanted to kind of get into uh you know you deal with a lot of the the tribal side of things um do you do, does your do you use your history you know like as a, as a native native being when you go into those situations that you know like may where you may need to be gentle or you know like like just to be aware of certain things and and how you you know like um I would say how you conduct yourself, you know, is it, is it, you think it's easier for you to do that than it is for, you know, like someone of, uh, with no tribal history at all? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I'm essentially specifically about meeting with tribes on, on behalf of Enbridge. Um, yeah. And given that direction internally, I mean, you know, the tribes, there's an expectation that there are, met with on a government-to-government basis. So, I mean, that's, that's leadership-to-leadership when they're having those discussions, and that's, that's one of the things internally that uh, our tribal engagement team as a whole kind of preaches is, you know, we need decision-makers and we need, you know, people at the highest levels to sit down with these tribal chairmen and these tribal councils and have that discussion. It's not, uh, you know, we're going to face pushback if it's just me in the room with the tribal chairman. You know, I don't have decision-making powers, and that's not, uh, that's not respecting their sovereign authority. That's not respecting their governmental structure. Um, so just having that background is, is uh, yeah, it's beneficial, um, having that tribal background to kind of um, guide our internal business units on how to respectfully, um, you know, work with the tribes on a daily basis. Are, are, there, are there other tribal attorneys, um, either descendants or enrollees that are, in your firm? Yeah, no. So I'm in-house counsel. So we've <laughs> got a group counsel. of uh, okay. attorneys that are assigned to the U.S. Liquid Pipeline Division of Enbridge. I'm the only um, descendant or Native American in my group. Okay. There's um, there's Native attorneys out of Canada, but for the U.S., from what I know, I'm the only uh, Native American attorney for Enbridge in-house. What's that like? 
It's good. I, I think it's beneficial for Enbridge and it's beneficial for the tribes to know that there's a Native American attorney in-house at, uh, at a company like Enbridge. Um, and I think Lieutenant Governor Flanagan, in an event I was at, said it best when she, uh, she made a comment about n- needing Native leaders in positions of power within these bigger companies. Um, and that's, uh, that's one of my goals at Enbridge is to hopefully eventually move up the ladder, but definitely happy in my position. And it's a, it's a position where I can effect change internally and bring those, those Native values internally at Enbridge. We actually got to meet Peggy Flanagan a couple, couple weeks ago. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we were, we were at an event and they had, um, they had like fry bread and sure. soup and stuff like that, but they didn't have any butter for the fry bread. And I was bummed. I was so bummed. So was I. <laughs> Joel just did something about it. <laughs> yeah, he walked right up to Peggy Flanagan and was like, you got any butter for, <laughs> for the bread? I figure she's native. <laughs> but it made her smile, you know, like, and that's, that's what sure. it's about, you know. Like, yep, absolutely. Um, I, I really like that you're, you know, like you're of native descendancy, you know, and, 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 you know, like I think what you do and, and, um, maybe just a little bit of, um, how you got to where you're at, you know, like, 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 like what, what, what was going on in your, in your head, you know, as you were taking those steps to, to create a, um, a future for yourself, you know, how sure. to create some stability in your life. Cause it's like, that's things that, you know, our, our youth need to hear, you know, is like, um, the possibilities of, you know, being able to do like what you do, you know, like, or just being in the law field or, you know, like, um, just creating pathways, you know, and maybe just saw a little bit awareness of yeah. how you got to where you're at. Yeah, absolutely. So as mentioned previously, I'm, I was extremely lucky. My dad's a native attorney in Minnesota. So I grew up with, uh, with him and, um, uh, you know, listening to him on a, a daily basis and kind of give me some, some guidance on what path I should or shouldn't take. And actually after undergrad, I didn't know if I wanted to become an attorney or not. My, my dad actually told me not to. <laughs> so I took two two years off and worked for Ramsey County in the elections division down in the cities um, before I eventually decided to go back to law school. But that was after meeting with, you know, a lot of different mentors throughout the years as far as getting insight into, for me, what the practice of law looks like, what options are there. Um, and then when I decided to go to law school, I think, you know, there's that expectation being Native American that when you go to law school, you're going to focus on Native American tribal law, which is good. That's great to have that background, but I knew it wasn't an area that, like, I knew I didn't want to go in-house with the tribe and just work strictly on tribal-related issues. I wanted to kind of have a broader focus, which, like I said, my dad, he's an in-house attorney for a utility company in Minnesota as well, and that's kind of the work that I enjoyed. So going through law school, I really focused on that aspect of things. I clerked at the Public Utilities Commission, Department of Commerce, um, uh, Department of Transportation in Minnesota. So tried to get real-world experience to see what I wanted to do. And um, after law school, got the, uh, got the offer to go work with the League of Minnesota Cities. Wasn't specifically what I focused on in law school, but it was a, it was a great, uh, great opportunity, and it was a great experience to gain in the three years I was there. And then I saw Enbridge made a posting for, the, uh, for an attorney for, to support their travel engagement department, and I thought it would just be a natural fit. You know, I didn't... I had the three years of experience at uh, 
at uh, the League of Minnesota City, so I didn't really have that pipeline experience. But uh, my interview really laid that out and made sure they were aware of what I had. And it's been really glad I made the decision to uh, to come to Enbridge. It's been a great organization, great mentors, great coworkers. Um, and I think just in-house and for tribal, you know, tribal nations as a whole, I think there's a lot of opportunity to partner with Enbridge moving forward um, to diversify the portfolio. So it's not just gaming from the casinos is your only revenue source. You know, we've got different renewable projects that are out there that we're looking for equity investment in um, or partnerships in. And it's, uh, I'm really excited to be a part of that, uh, that work and that uh, energy transition as well. I feel like that's kind of an issue on quite a few res- reservations is only relying on the casino for a source of income or I don't know, does, does Fond du Lac? Yeah, like uh, any other business. That's a lot of tribes' main revenue is the casino, yeah. you know. And um, I, I, I know my tribe has been talking about pushing other, other businesses and business plans and stuff like that, you know, other than the casino. Because I know that was m- maybe ten years ago they were talking about that. What if the casino closed down? Right. Where would the revenue be coming from? You know, like well, I think, yeah, I think COVID was eye opening when uh, when mm-hmm. the casinos did have to shut down and that. A revenue source was shut off. Um, I think that opened uh, opened the eyes of a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, this revenue, yeah, this revenue stream can be can be shut off just like that. It's, uh, can I ask how the renewable energy would benefit uh, tribes? Yeah, I think it's just part of the whole energy transition um, that we're all going through, and I'm happy and excited to be a part of a company that's kind of on the forefront of that. Mm-hmm. Even though we do have obviously our, our pipeline assets. We're, we're actively working on, uh, you know, a lot of renewable stuff as well. Um, as far as how that would help the tribes, you know, there's various partnership opportunities for the tribes to work with us on these projects, which would give them a cheaper source of energy and then a revenue stream as well coming off of whatever's generated. Um, so there's a lot of benefits to it and a lot of opportunity out there. We're, we're all about, you know, we want to get everybody working and get good paying jobs. and Definitely. Yeah, Absolutely whoever we can to change their life around sometimes all it takes is a good paying job and being able to provide for your family yeah and i mean we've got internally enbridge has a indigenous hiring um, director out of canada whose focus is on hiring indigenous candidates to uh to internal postings with enbridge so encourage anyone listening to this if you're interested feel free to reach out to me directly um i can get in touch with the right people internally with enbridge but like I said, it's a great company. I've enjoyed it, and I think they're doing the, the right things with our, our travel engagement uh, department and the reach-outs to Travel Nations, for sure. I agree. I do agree. Like, um, I, I think, you know, like a, a really, you know, good good thing to do is, you know, educate. Yeah, you know, absolutely. like that. That's, that's one of the hugest things, and that's what I've always enjoyed about, you know, uh, being able to listen and hear what, you know, like uh, Enbridge has to say and how they do things. And, and um, you know, I, I've just been grateful for that, you know, that, that you know, like um, my mind has changed, sure. you know, like about, you know, like the possibilities and uh, opportunities that are out there, mm-hmm. you know, and I, and I think that's, you know, like how you put that out there. That's, that's a really good thing to put out there, you know, about, uh, you know, like 
if you you want to do something and you know like you want to give it a try give something you know try to do something different with your with yourself you know especially for the younger listeners and even you know like even you know like uh myself you know like it's like that that creates a possibility in my mind you know like to to try to reach for something better sure and and you know strive especially you know like when they're so accepting of you know like the indigenous people that's you know like that's a you know like and people need to hear that yeah no absolutely absolutely and yeah i think the biggest thing is just having those conversations being available to sit down you know go to if there's in if a tribe shows interest being able to go there, sit down, meet with them in person and discuss any issues, concerns, or if they are interested in any partnership opportunities, just being accessible is, is huge. And that's something that, uh, that I've really enjoyed with Enbridge. They're very accessible and um, very willing to let me go and meet with, uh, meet with different Indigenous leaders in person, which has been extremely beneficial. When we first pulled up to the studio i seen you had a sled in the back here i did yeah <laughs> is your plan to go sledding after this it is yeah i've got a few meetings here and then uh heading to the cabin for a long weekend nice go ice fishing and snowmobiling is it up in duluth area uh it's actually bacchus area so about two hours east of or two hours west of here oh dang. yeah just uh about five miles north of where line three crosses state highway 84 Oh, okay. I got a cabin right there. You'll have so. to send us a map. We'll meet you yeah. up there. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Anytime. More than welcome. More than welcome. Yeah. The, is the family meeting you up there? No, I've got a bunch of buddies coming up for the weekend. Boys trip. Yeah, boys trip this weekend. Yeah. No, I had my son up there about a month ago for the first time in the winter, so he loved it. So, Did you take him ice fishing? Ice fishing, snowmobiling a little bit. I've got a little cart to pull behind my sled that I can throw him in, and yeah, he loved it. I always see horror stories of like people who spear. Yeah. Oh, sure. Those big ice chunks. Yeah. Yeah. My buddy actually down in the cities fell into one of those two weeks ago. Oh, really? Yeah. 14 feet of water, but was able to pull himself out. Yikes. That's scary. Yeah. That is very scary. I I was down by the Lake Superior uh, out on those big ice currents or whatever those are and I was, I kind of walked up to the top and, and they're just falling off and I'm standing on it and I'm taking taking pictures and I'm hearing them fall. So I was like, this ain't a good place to be, you know, like I gotta go. So I think I was supposed to climb up here. Yeah. yeah. So, so, uh, a guy's guy's weekend, huh? Yeah. Yeah, yep. looks like Alyssa can't come. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go, Ricky. Stay at home. <laughs> yeah. yeah, hopefully, hopefully catch some fish. We'll see. What what lake is that up there? It's a small lake, Hand Hand Lake. It's uh, about forty five minutes south of Leech. Oh, so okay. That's the easiest way to describe it. Okay. Yeah. No, no yeah. fish though. Oh, you never catch anything, no, so never. never. Oh, okay, more of a <laughs> hang out, I guess. No, we catch fish. Yeah. <laughs> that's all right. Well, I think that's all I got for you. Sounds good. Was there anything that you that we missed that you would like to talk about at all? Not off the top of my head. No, I appreciate you guys having me on. And like I said, if if there are any you know younger listeners that are thinking about getting into a legal career. Or even join an Enbridge in general. Feel free to feel free to reach out to me. I'm happy happy to sit down and discuss. Um, how about some training opportunities? Do we have do Do you guys have any of those? You yeah, know, so like, um, Five Skies um, training. 
I don't know where they are currently. I think they're actually in Northern Lights. Yeah, Leech yeah. Lake. Yeah, yeah, I think they're up there right now. Um, but yeah, if, if you're looking for training opportunities, just Google Five Skies Training, and I'm sure their uh, their schedule and opportunities will uh, will pop up. But yeah, it's our it'd be a good opportunity there. We usually get really good turnout, um, and it's ever increasing, which is good. Um, but yeah, Five Skies Training. Thank you, Jake. Yep. Yeah, thanks for coming down and letting us pick your brain. <laughs> Absolutely. Happy to do it. Thank you. All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.